dear cheap astronomy, is in situ resource utilisation really worth the trouble? Here at Cheap Astronomy, we do tend to say disparaging things about in situ resource utilisation. But that's usually in response to suggestions that if we want to land on Mars, all we have to do is to make rocket fuel there so we can take off again. While this is ostensibly true, a substantial amount of infrastructure would be needed to both source and then refine the ingredients to make that fuel, and you'd probably want to experiment with a few different methods, have a few trial runs, and expect a few false starts before you'd want to put people on your launch vehicle. It's also the case that if you plan to electrolyze water into hydrogen and oxygen, you'll then need to cool those gases down into their denser liquid phase to be able to use them as fuel. So there's a whole separate set of cryogenic storage issues to deal with there. All this activity might become cost-effective once you have a booming space economy with landing and launches every other day, but at this point in history, it's vastly easier just to fly and land a tank of hypergolic launch fuel so it's sitting there waiting when the astronauts arrive. It would be hypergolic fuel because of its long shelf life, plus there's no fussing about with cryogenics. Nonetheless, there is a real opportunity for in-situ resource utilisation within that scenario. Any opportunity to establish fuel depots that separates your fuel from your spacecraft is a good opportunity. To date, most space missions have involved taking all the fuel with you, and hence travelling with all the burden of the rocket equation, where you have to burn fuel just to carry the fuel that you'll need later on. It would be ideal if you could instead position refuelling depots at various spots along the journey, which means your spacecraft could fly faster because its mass would be lower. You might, for example, keep fuel depots in orbit around the Moon and Mars and keep them stocked with fuel using large, slow-moving tankers. But in the longer term, there's a real business opportunity to keep them stocked with fuel that's made from in-situ resources. As we've discussed before on this podcast, living on Mars doesn't have a lot going for it. On the Moon, at least the skies are clear, and it's only three days to get home. But on the much more distant Mars, there's always an orange haze everywhere, and there's only so many red rocks you can look at. But if you've got a lucrative business going, then a three to six month stint on the red planet might not be so bad. And there'd be reasons for your employer to make the habitation pleasing and attractive, and that might then bring in a few tourists who have yet to realise there's only so many red rocks you can look at. The key in situ resource for making rocket fuel is water, which gives you the hydrogen as well as oxygen. And of course, once you have a reason to host people on another celestial body, water is a great in situ resource to keep those people alive. Not to mention some oxygen and food producing plants, which also thrive on that other great in situ resource, sunlight. You can also use in situ resources to accommodate your workers and your tourists and your plants, perhaps initially just piling up regolith over prefabricated structures for radiation shielding, 
but later on may be fabricating things from scratch using bricks and mortar from the local rocks and regolith. And eventually you could go real high-tech by 3D printing a regolith-derived paste that sets hard into whatever shape you choose to print. You can also extract silicon and aluminium to make glass windows in their frames and to make solar panels. At this point in history, these are all just theoretical ideas which remain to be properly feasibility tested, but they are certainly worth pursuing. However, there is at least one area that's achieved more than just talk. MOXIE, the Mars Oxygen in Situ Resource Utilization Experiment, which is apparently an acronym with a silent S, R and U, is on board the Perseverance Mars rover. Since landing in February 2021, MOXIE has been run successfully seven times now, each time producing six grams of O2 within an hour, which is about what you'd expect from a small tree on Earth. So, that's one small step for an electrolytic conversion unit, one giant leap for robot kind.